0: I'm Pastor Richard Gamble, and the following message is made available by First Baptist Church of Bastrop, Louisiana. To find out more about First Baptist Bastrop, go to www.firstbastrop.org. That's www.firstbastrop.org. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, turn with me to Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. Today we'll be looking at verses 32 through 42 this morning. Mark chapter 14 verses 32 through 42 and if you don't have a Bible of your own you can grab one of the pew Bibles there and turn to page 799 in the pew Bible. Page 799 in the pew Bible and if you don't have a Bible of your own uh, you can take that pew Bible with you. That's our gift to you today. We want everybody to have a copy of God's Word so please take that and And use it, it would certainly bless your life if you read it and apply it to your life. Mark chapter 14, starting in verse 32. You know, we're kind of getting into Easter season, so we're kind of transitioning to an Easter series. And uh, the Lord has led me this year to kind of go through Mark and the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ as it's presented there in Mark. So that's where we're going to be the next few weeks as we make it through Easter. You know, we talk about, uh, you know, pressure is good for cooking, but it's not so good in life, right? Pressure is great for cooking. Mary has got a pressure cooker, and uh, she loves that thing. You can throw a roast in that pressure cooker, and it can be ready in no time at all, right? Because the way pressure cooker works, it builds up pressure inside the pot there, it actually forces the pressure of the heat down in the meat and makes it cook a lot faster. Well, that's great for cooking meat, but it's not great for us in life. Or Sometimes we, we come under such pressure and it feels like we're being cooked, right? Because we have pressures on every side pressing us, pressing us, pressing us. And, and it makes us feel like we're being cooked. It's not a th- pleasant thing to go through a lot of you are probably facing pressures right now different pressures pressures about career decisions pressures about retirement decisions pressures about this thing that thing a health problems and and all kinds of pressures that come to us on all sides you know as christians we experience even other pressures as christians as followers of jesus christ we're always under pressure society is always pressuring us to conform to society's ways and to to leave the bible to veer away from god's way and conform to society's way so we have that added pressure as followers of jesus christ on us all the time there's all kinds of trials and temptations that come upon us as followers of jesus christ that the rest of the world doesn't understand we have pressure Pressure is a way of life, and and there's no way out of that. In in this life, there's always going to be pressure, especially for those who follow Jesus. But Scripture shows us how to persevere under pressure. Today, we're coming to a text, and again, we come to a very familiar a scene a very familiar uh, event in Jesus' life jesus is coming to the 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 garden of gethsemane and there he prays that final night before he is uh, uh betrayed by uh by his disciples and and he's under a lot of pressure and as we look at this story as we look at this event in Jesus' life jesus shows us he teaches us How to persevere under pressure. Now, as we look at this, let me kind of lay out the context here in Mark chapter 14. Jesus has been preparing his disciples for this upcoming event, right? He's been preparing them for his arrest and his death. He's been telling them, he's actually told them point blank, the Son of Man will be delivered over to the Gentiles and be put to death. He has told them that over and over and over again. And he told them that they would all fall away from him. In fact, just a few lines before this, and we'll, I'm kind of cover that here in a little bit. But in the paragraph before our paragraph, he tells them, you're all going to fall away from me. And, and they're just not getting it. They, they don't believe him. They don't understand the words that he is speaking, right? They don't believe what he is saying. And now we come to the night of Jesus' betrayal. As Jesus prepares for the next day events, the next day's events, he takes his disciples to the garden of Gethsemane to pray, to make preparations. Both Jesus and his disciples are about to face a great trial in their lives. All of them are about to come under great pressure. And Mark chapter 14, verses 32 through 42, contrasts Jesus' response to pressure, to that of his disciples. And here Jesus, Jesus teaches us how to persevere under pressure. Jesus reveals three keys, uh, three key disciplines necessary for persevering under pressure. So that's what we're going to see in our text, three key disciplines that you need If you're going to persevere under pressure, and just to kind of sum it up, to persevere under pressure, watch, pray, and submit. Watch, pray, and submit, and we'll see that as we go through our text. Now, if you found your place there in God's Word, I would ask you to stand with me in reverence to the reading of God's Word, if you're able. hear the word of the Lord and they went to a place called Gethsemane and he said to his disciples sit here while I pray and he took with him Peter and James and John and began to be greatly distressed and troubled and he said to them my soul is very sorrowful even to death remain here and watch and going a little farther, he fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. And he came to, and he came, found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again he went away and prayed, saying the same words. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were very heavy, and they did not know what to answer him. And he came the third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping? And taking your rest, it is enough. The hour has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise. Let us go. See, my betrayer is at hand. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your holy, inspired, and inerrant word. And Lord, we pray that you would write its eternal truth on our hearts today, Lord. Lord, teach us how to persevere under pressure certainly every one of us as your disciples lord we will face pressures in this world pressures to turn away from you and pressures to turn to conform to the the world's uh, way of doing things lord help us to persevere and to remain faithful even under enormous pressure Teach us, Lord, today, I pray. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. And you may be seated. As we consider this verse today, uh, we notice uh, some things about Jesus in this. We really see Jesus' humanity in this text, don't we? I mean, we really become well acquainted with his humanity. We see his humanity coming out here in this text Jesus understands pressure right Jesus he understands pressure and and even as the very son of God he understands pressure like how we experience pressure it's very evident in this text in fact even when it comes to to where they are they go to this place called Gethsemane Gethsemane, the the word Gethsemane, and most scholars believe that it comes from a Hebrew word that means oil press. It means oil press, and that's where they are. This is a garden. It's a uh, an olive grove there, a- and a, the particular garden that's in this olive grove is called the Garden of Gethsemane, the Garden of the Olive Press. It's where they would bring the olives after the harvest and they would bring them to the olive press and and there they would would take a a large stone and press all of the oil out of the olives. And and it's it's quite interesting that Jesus comes to the olive press for this prayer because Jesus is under extraordinary pressure. He is experiencing extraordinary pressure. He understands our pressure. Do you get that? Like when you're going through trials and tribulations in your life, when you're experiencing great pressure in your life, Jesus understands that. He understands how you agonize. He understands how you fear, how you uh, uh, fret over certain pressures. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Jesus is under extraordinary pressure and as he comes to the garden of Gethsemane there is great temptation upon him there's a great temptation upon it i mean scripture only records one time that satan comes to him right we get the the temptation of jesus early on in the gospels right there right after he is baptized and he goes into the wilderness and he's tempted by satan but but understand that wasn't the last time jesus was tempted it wasn't one temptation and, and it was done right jesus throughout his life, experienced temptations just like we experience temptation. And here at the Garden of Gethsemane, there is a great temptation. Jesus is agonizing what is about to take place. He is agonizing what is about to take place. In fact, look what the Scripture says there. Look what it says there. He took with him Peter and James and John and began to be greatly distressed and troubled. Greatly distressed and troubled, that word greatly distressed means to be or become excessively affected by emotions, to become alarmed. There was great alarm over Jesus. And to be troubled meant to be uh, to be or become subject to extreme mental or spiritual anguish and distress. Jesus is in anguish over ab- what's about to happen to him. He is in anguish. He is in agony about what is to about to take place. You see, Jesus knows he's about to go to Calvary's cross, and we need to understand Jesus is not in anguish because he is going to go die. I mean, there's there's been many of men and many of women who have died for wonderful causes. And weren't, wasn't in such anguish over this. That wasn't the, the thing, right? Like Peter and Paul later on in their life, they would willingly go and, and be sacrificed. Be, be, uh, Peter was, it says was hung upside down, crucified upside down. Paul had his head cut off. And, and they received that martyrdom with joy. Jesus is in anguish not because of death that's coming. He is in anguish over what he is about to suffer. And what he is about to suffer is not the suffering that's going to be inflicted on him by men, but the suffering he will undergo because of our sin. The suffering that would be unleashed upon him by God the Father. You see, as Jesus is going to Calvary's cross, Scripture tells us, Second Corinthians 5, 21, tells us, For our sake, God made Him, Jesus, to be sin, who knew no sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God. You see, Jesus, who knew no sin, Jesus, who was perfect in righteousness, never disobeyed the Father. Always did the Father's will. He was without sin, yet on Calvary's cross, He became sin for us. On Calvary's cross, Jesus experienced abandonment like none of us will ever experience abandonment. Yes, His his disciples will all abandon Him, but that's not what He's worried about. He's going to be abandoned by His Father. Jesus, who through, for, for all of eternity has experienced the perfect love of His Father and the Holy Spirit is going to go to Calvary's cross and bear our sin. And as bearer of our sin, God the Father and God the Holy Spirit will turn their back to Jesus. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus cried out on the cross. He will be abandoned by His Father. He will experience the goodness of His Father turned away. But not only that, He is going to drink the full wrath of of God the righteous anger of God for our sins in our place that's why he says may this cup pass from me you see when you go through Scripture when it talks about the cup it's often in reference to the wrath of God especially you go to the book of Revelation we studied, been studying that we we studied that a few uh, months back, uh, you know, uh, here a while back on Wednesday nights and in the book of Revelation, you see the full bowls of God's wrath. And, and Babylon is made to drink the full, ra- the full cup of the wrath of God. That cup is the, the wrath of God that has been stored up for our sin. And Jesus is about to take all of it on. See, Jesus is not in anguish over death. Jesus is in an, an anguish because he's about to be abandoned by his Father and he is about to take upon himself the fullness of God's wrath for my sin and your sin. Oh, Jesus understands pressure. He understands pressure that we will never understand. Jesus is under immense pressure Immense pressure. And so, what does Jesus do? He prays. He prays. Father, take this cup from me. But not my will, but your will be done. In contrast, we see the disciples. Disciples here, they're about to go uh, through some great trials and tribulations as well, right? They're about to to suffer as well, not like Jesus will suffer. But they've had in their mind that Jesus is about to set up his kingdom and, and everything's about to be wonderful and great. Even though Jesus has told them over and over again, I'm going to be delivered up to Gentiles, I'm going to suffer, I'm going to die. They've not listened to him. He's told them, prepare yourself, prepare yourself, get ready, get ready, get ready. And what do they do? They are in oblivion. They're oblivious to what's about to happen. So, as we get down to verse 38, Jesus comes to his disciples and he gives them some advice. And here in this little advice, we see two of the three necessary disciplines to persevere under pressure. Two of the necessary disciplines that we need if we want to persevere under pressure, the pressures of temptation, the pressures of of the trials of life. Notice what he says there. Verse 38, Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Here we see the first discipline necessary to persevere under pressure is that watch watch pay attention pay attention get your head up get your head up look around I used to have a coach that uh... he would always tell us you know you had to break it down on them and then get that head on a swivel get that head on a swivel right look around Be watchful, be careful, be looking every which way. That's what Jesus is saying. Look, watch, pay attention. And we see a lot of distracted drivers these days, don't we? I mean, that's, that's one of the greatest causes of wrecks anymore because everybody's got their little cell phone out, right? Get your cell phone out, driving, doing this number here. I see them all the time. I see them all the time. Distracted drivers and people are dying in car wrecks because of distraction. And Jesus is saying, don't be distracted. Pay attention. Watch. Watch. Be alert. We have to be alert. We have to be aware We see, we have to understand that temptations are going to come. We're going to face trials and tribulations in life. We know they're coming. Scripture tells us they're coming. Anyone who desires to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. They're coming. Trials and tribulations come in life. We need to be alert. We need to be alert. We need to be aware of the barrage of temptations that are going to come all around. And not only that, but we need to be aware of our own weaknesses. We need to be aware of our own weaknesses. See, that's one of the big problems of the disciples. They're full of spiritual pride. They're full of spiritual pride. Notice what they say up there in the the paragraph before this, verse 27. Look up there. And Jesus said to them, you will all fall away, for it is written, the Bible says, right, it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I'm raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. And Peter said to him, even though they all fall away, Jesus, I will not Jesus said to him, truly I tell you, this very night before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. But Peter said emphatically, if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And they all said the same. They are built up with spiritual pride. Jesus said, thus saith the Lord. The Bible says I'm going to strike the shepherd and the sheep are going to scatter. And they're saying, no, Jesus, that's not us. No, we got it going on. We are strong in our faith. We'll follow you to death. We'll do whatever. They're oblivious. They're oblivious to their own weakness. Spiritual pride can make you fall. Right? Pride comes before the fall. Spiritual pride comes before spiritual failure. You want to fail in temptations? Don't realize your own weakness. Overlook your own weakness, and you will fail. You got to be aware, you got to be alert. You've got to understand the, the temptations are going to come and you need to be aware of your own weakness. If you're not, you're going to drift away. You're going to drift away. You're going to fail. You have to remain spiritually humble. If you want to persevere under pressure, you've got to be always on guard. Never let your guard down. Watch! watch billy graham had a rule y'all know the billy graham rule a lot of y'all probably know the billy graham rule billy graham i mean this great godly man an evangelist who who led thousands and even possibly millions to the lord through his ministry he understood his own weakness and so he had a rule that he would never ever ever be alone with another woman with a woman other than his wife it was a rule never was he alone with a woman other than his wife and people laughed at him people still make fun of the billy graham rule but i know a lot of preachers who should have taken the billy graham rule and lived by it because they turn a blind eye to their own weakness and they got caught in a a moral failure and they are out of the ministry today Billy Graham was aware of his weakness. He was aware that he could be tempted. He was aware that he could fail. So he stayed alert. And he put things in his life that would give him strength and help him to avoid those temptations when they come. You want to persevere under pressure, watch. Watch. Be aware. Be aware. Second, To persevere under pressure, watch. And second, pray. Pray, watch and pray. Watch and pray, Jesus says. Pray for spiritual strength and protection. Pray for spiritual strength and protection. That's what he's getting at here, isn't it? Watch and pray that, here's the purpose, that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, you're willing to to not enter into it, but the flesh is weak. You are so weak. Pray, pray for, for spiritual strength and protection in the hour of temptation. That's what he told them back there when they asked him, How should we pray? He says, You pray like this, and and one of the lines in there, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. We need to understand that if we're going to persevere under pressure, we need strength greater than our own. We need God's strength. See, because here's the thing we are weak. We are weak. Our flesh is so weak and it's so easily led to do the wrong thing. If we're going to persevere under pressure, we're going to need something besides our own strength. We're going to need God's strength. And that's what Jesus says. Pray. Pray for God's strength to help you through this moment of temptation. Pray for God's strength to get you through this trial. Dear friend, pray. If you're going to persevere under pressure, you must pray. And we've been emphasizing that, especially on Wednesday nights. Learning how to pray God's Word together. Because it's such an important part of the Christian life. We are absolutely dependent upon the power of God. If we're going to make it in life, especially as a Christian, as followers of Jesus Christ, if we're going to make it, we must depend upon His strength to get us through. Oh, dear Christian, if you want to persevere under pressure, pray. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. You know what? It seems like Peter eventually learn this lesson he says in first peter chapter 5 verse 8 be sober-minded be watchful your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to to devour peter finally got it right after this he understood it more and more Satan is a prowling lion. He is going through the earth. He and all of his demonic buddies, they're going through the earth and they're looking for people to devour. And man, if they can get you off track, if they can cause a moral failure in your life, if they can ruin your witness, oh, nothing would please them more. They want to devour you. And they're going to throw everything they can at you to get you to sin against God. To get you to abandon following Jesus. Jesus says, watch and pray. Watch and pray. Jesus tells us if we're going to persevere under pressure, we need to watch and pray. Jesus then demonstrates the third discipline necessary to persevere under pressure. To persevere under pressure, you must submit. You must submit. You must submit to God's will. Jesus says it up there in his prayer. Notice what he says there. Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me. Yet, not what I will, but what you will. Not what I will, but what you will. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then as we go down, down into the last few verses here, he demonstrates this willingness to follow God's will. And he says, he comes back to his disciples the third time. Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? It is enough. The hour has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. See, my betrayer as at hand. Jesus prayed, Lord, Father God, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And when all else had been done, after he prayed three times over and over again, Lord, let this cup pass from me. Let this cup pass from me. Let this cup pass from me. But not my will, but your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. After all of that, he comes to the time. The hour is at hand. The Father said, there's no other way. So now let's go. And he submits to the Father's will. And praise be to God, he submitted to the Father's will. Because none of us would be here today if he had not submitted to the Father's will. He submitted to the Father's will. He went to Calvary's cross. He died for my sin. He died for your sin so that we might have eternal life in him. Dear friend, if, you are, if you're going to persevere under pressure, you must submit to the Father's will. You must submit to the Father's will, even when you don't want to. Right? Because there's sometimes you don't want to. There's sometimes when you want to do something else. When you want to go another way. When you want to do something else with your life. When you want to go down another path. When God says go down this path, you submit and you go down that path. You submit even when you don't want to. You submit even when it's not convenient. You submit even when the world says you're crazy, ignorant, stupid, backward. When the world insults you, belittles you, and tries to erase you, you submit to the Father's will. You submit to the Father's will even when it costs you. Even when it costs you. It may cost you friends. It may cost you family. It may cost you jobs. It may cost you a number of things. But you submit to the Father's will no matter what. Jesus submitted to the Father's will. He gained victory over sin and death. And now God has highly exalted him. Philippians chapter 2 verses 8 through 11. And being found in human form, Jesus humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death. Even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted Him and given Him a name that is above every name so that the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Praise God, Jesus submitted to the Father's will. And one salvation for us. To persevere under pressure Watch, pray, and submit. Watch, pray, and submit. And understand that there there was only one who perfectly persevered under pressure, and that was Jesus Christ. Only Jesus perfectly persevered under pressure. So we we strive to persevere under pressure. We we work towards that. We watch. We pray. We submit to the Father's will. We, We pursue perseverance. But dear friend, when you fail, because we all will fail from time to time, but when you fail, look to the One who did it perfectly. Look to Jesus. Because when you stumble and when you fall, Jesus will be right there to pick you up and restore you. The disciples failed. Peter failed. John failed. Andrew failed. They all failed. In the moment of temptation, they turned away from Jesus. They betrayed Jesus. They ran away from Jesus. They denied Jesus. Yet Jesus loved them. He died for them. And He restored them to the father i love luke chapter 22 verses 31 through 32 jesus says to to peter simon simon behold satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat but i have prayed for you that your faith may not fail and when you have turned again when you have turned again because you peter you're going to turn again You're going to turn again. I prayed for you. You're going to turn again. When you turn again, strengthen your brothers. And I love it when Jesus comes back and He's walking there with Peter. He and Peter are walking down the road and and He says, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you all. I'll take care of my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Peter denied Jesus three times, and three times Jesus got him to say, yes, Lord, I love you. Yes, Lord, I love you. Yes, Lord, I love you. Jesus restored Peter. He restored his disciples. And through them, He took the gospel news across the world. And we're here today because of their ministry. Oh, when you fail, turn to Jesus. Because Jesus will forgive you. He will strengthen you. And he will restore you. Now, if you're here today, some of you are here and you don't know Jesus. You don't know the strength that Jesus has to offer you. You don't know the grace and the mercy that Jesus has to give you. Then today, you watch by turning to Jesus. Look, Jesus. Look to Him. Because Jesus, even though it caused His heart anguish, He willingly went to Calvary's cross. And he died for you. He absorbed God's wrath for you in your place because of your sin. He died for you. And three days later, he was resurrected from the dead, showing that all your sin had been paid for. And today, he has an offer for you. If you believe in him, if you trust in him, and surrender your life to him, he'll pick you up. He'll pick you up. He'll restore you in a relationship with His Father. And He will give you eternal life. Will you trust in Him today? Will you trust in Jesus? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank You that we have a high priest who understands our pressures. He understands our trials and our temptations. Jesus suffered great trials and great temptations in His own life. Temptations that we can't can't even imagine. Yet He did it all without sin. And He willingly surrendered to Your sovereign will and went to Calvary's cross Paid the penalty for our sin in our place. Was resurrected from the dead. All so that we might have eternal life in him. Thank you for Jesus. Oh Lord, as we face trials and temptations in our life. As we come under the pressures of this world. Lord, give us strength. Give us strength. Help us to always be aware of the temptations that will come. Help us always to pray depending upon you to give us strength to face them. And help us, oh Lord. Help us, help us, help us to never surrender to sin but always surrender to you. Because, Lord God, you have our best interest at, at heart. Let us always follow you. And, Lord, if there's any today who've never surrendered to Christ, oh, Lord, today I pray that they would, you would open their ears to hear the good news of Jesus and surrender their lives to him today. These things I pray in Christ's blessed name. Amen.